1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network and streaming on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. Like I said, we're live here. I'm Blaine Gilmer here with former Georgia wide receiver, NFL wide receiver, Tavares King. Tavares, man, can this college football season get any crazier? And even in the SEC, it just, each week, crazy stuff happens.
0: Yeah, man, every every week, uh, Something surprising happens. Somebody's doing something that that that's eye opening. Um, obviously didn't expect South Carolina to hang a forty piece on UF, but they did. Um, didn't expect LSU to play Bama that close, but they did. Um, a lot went down. There was a shootout up in uh, Knoxville. So I mean, yeah, a lot went down, man. It was a fun weekend of football in the SEC for sure
1: one seeing Kentucky score 42 points and then the other seeing Kentucky give up 45 points that was shocking in itself you know we talked about that game who knows is Dan Mullen going to be fired we're going to touch on that you know who would they call possibly if he is fired that kind of thing of course you mentioned the the battle in Tuscaloosa there but guys just to so everybody knows second to none is the Show on the Believe Podcast Network that covers everything and all things SEC football related. That's what we're going to touch on here. Uh, it's not a it's not a college football uh, wide show. It's not about all about the college football playoff. We are touching on the Southeastern Conference here. Tonight, and we're talking about the reaction to Week Ten specifically. And TK, I know there's a lot of people that would have gotten uh, burned if they'd been uh, betting on some of these games, right? Uh, I know, I know, I went uh, one for three with the games I predicted this week. I thought that uh, you know Mississippi State would take care of business, and I also thought that Auburn would be able to get a win after how they've been going. But Texas A&M stepped up, Arkansas. Uh, stepped up. I did predict Tennessee would win. They didn't win as big as I thought they would, but TK, speaking of Betting right, if you want to put down some action, then you need to go with our sponsor that is Bet Online, guys. Because Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new website, Bet Online, has for the start of basketball season with more props, with more odds and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains the number one for all the basketball and football action this season. So head on over to that updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a fifty. 50- Percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V five zero Believe fifty to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, uh, UFC, right to Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And TK, like I said, uh, if, if people were betting. On some of these games, even the Georgia game, TK, it was a 39 point spread, and we'll get into that in a minute. Georgia didn't cover because right there at the end, uh, you know, giving up, giving up another uh, field goal uh, there at the end, or, or field goal in the fourth quarter, which they didn't give up a touchdown yet, but Georgia didn't cover the 39 and a half, so that would have that would have burned us. I think we both had them covering there on the on Missouri if we'd been betting on those games. That's why we tell people. You gotta be responsible, right? You gotta you gotta pick your spots on where you're gonna bet these games. Thirty nine points is always a lot.
0: That is that is a hefty hefty amount. We almost did it, bro. It was it was dope to see us hold them out of the end zone right there. Them calling timeouts, trying to get in the end zone. That was that was kind of dope to see. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, a couple people probably have some money going out.
1: No doubt. So, where I want to start off is speaking of losing some money, one guy that he won't be losing money because he'll be getting a buyout probably is Dan Mullen, but he will be losing his job probably after South Carolina beats Florida in Columbia. They, uh, you know, a home game, and we've said uh, that home field advantage is, you know, crucial. But I think Florida at one point was a a 20 point favorite on this deal, uh, TK, and they end up getting beat 40 to 17 and you know Tavares when you see a outcome like this and you see a Florida team that just seems to not have any kind of identity offensively or defensively it seems like you know maybe the coach it's just time for him to move on to to somewhere else
0: um man it's 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 definitely rough to be Dan Mullen it's rough to be a Florida fan it's rough to be a Gator right now I'm guessing um Man, they 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 allowed a team that that hadn't played well, but that that has been getting better to to hang a forty piece on them. And you said it, bro. They're they've been like this all year. You play Bama good, um, and then you, from then on out, it's just shooting yourself in the foot. So, uh, man, I I think that that probably some decisions will be made. Um, but but who who the guy is, I don't know, man. Maybe like somebody like a Hugh Freeze. Um you and I talked about before. Uh, Urban Meyer might get fired from Jacksonville <laughs> from Jacksonville. Nah. They
1: may they may ask Urban if he wants to hey, do you want to stay in the Sunshine State and just come back here to yeah, uh,
0: Florida? Yeah, run that back, Turbo. Uh nah man, uh Hugh Freeze will be a dope one from Liberty. You saw how they played Ole Miss this week. Um Hugh Freeze is a guy that's played that's uh been a part of this league. Um, Knows knows the ins and outs of the league, and and. yeah, it's
1: just do people trust that he's you know whether he's kind of corrected some of his uh, personal demons he had you know with with some of the scandals, but there's no doubt that he can coach college football. And Florida, I think, is most successful when they have a guy who's a offensive mind, but somebody that also has some some fire to him. I don't know if Tavares, if you saw. The comparison video of uh, a couple weeks ago that people were playing of Dan Mullen in a pregame speech versus Kirby Smart in a pregame speech, and just the I missed it. The intensity level that comes across. Uh, somebody said Dan Mullen sounds like a you know a fifth grade teacher out there trying to get his uh you know kids to calm down after recess or something. And Kirby is over there you know saying you know cut it loose, you let your butt <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff just chopping on on a Jordan Davis's shoulder pads. There is a difference in how they approach the game, and I'm not saying everybody has to do things the right that that same way, right? But mm-hmm. definitely, it just seems that that. A team takes on a coach's personality in Florida. That really has a split personality right now,
0: right? Uh, I mean, their identity is is unknown. Um, you know, th- again, and, and it starts from the top, in my opinion. I feel like when you when you talk about things like rec- recruiting doesn't matter, mid season, and you say things like that, it's eye opening. It, it's it's eye opening to not only your players but to you know the higher up. So. Uh again to that point man I don't I don't know what, what what's going on in UF I don't know what will go on in UF but but I I definitely think something will.
1: And before we move on we'd be remiss if we didn't give credit to this South Carolina team. Yeah, right? heck
0: yeah, heck yeah. I I wrote that down, bro. I I definitely want to congratulate coach Beamer um and and their staff, bro, because I said it earlier. They've been progressively getting better and better and better and just chipping away um and and dude, you 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 got to love Um, what he's done with that program and obviously a huge win for that program and that staff.
1: Yeah, and, you know, when you talk about Jason Brown, this guy who hadn't played all year and he comes in here and gets his first start, he's a transfer from St. Francis. I'm not even going to pretend like I'm smart enough and and enough of a football, uh, you know, just savant to know where St. Francis is, okay? This guy, he comes out of nowhere and goes uh, 14-24, 175, two tutties against Florida's uh, defense. And, of course, Kevin Harris and Zaquandre White both go over the century mark, 111 yards for Zaquandre White and Kevin Harris with 128. Florida gives up 280 Four rushing yards, TK, in this game after giving up 321 two weeks ago to LSU, another 193 to Georgia just last week in the uh, in the cocktail party. I know that Todd Grantham's gone. We know that as defensive coordinator. We know that's a, that's a done deal. But I just think with this defense, you know, defensive line was supposed to be the strength of this team with Florida, and now they're just giving up rushing yards after rushing yards.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely tough to see them do that. You know, I I love Coach Grantham. Coach Grantham was at Georgia when I uh my my final year there, so that's my dog. Um, but man, guys, we got to step up and make plays and 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 obviously make plays for their coach. But to that point, man, if you're looking at the other side of the ball, Florida rushed for 82 yards during the game. Um, yeah, so they so they couldn't stop they couldn't stop the run. And they couldn't run the ball. So it was just a rough day. Again, like I I said it before, it was just a rough day to be a Gator, man.
1: Yeah, and you talk about um, all these high-flying offenses, right? And this next game that we're going to talk about leads right into it. Um, But when you talk about all these high-flying offenses in today's time of the last, you know, LSU of 2019, Alabama of 2020, and teams Mm -hmm. just dominating people, people don't realize those teams were still able to run the ball when they needed to run the ball. Um, and if you do or don't have the capability to stop the run and to run the ball in the SEC uh, or in the college football playoff for that matter, you look last year the runner ups Ohio State they were with with sermon man totally. they were they were running that rock you know totally. they were getting getting after it so uh, this next game that we're going to talk about Alabama survives TK mm. and I do mean survives it was they, lSU was within about six seven yards of winning that thing. Mm. Uh, down there you know when they when they had a chance and and alabama stood up kind of in the in the red zone there in the in the gold zone some people call it inside the 10 there so 20 to 14 alabama over lsu the most staggering statistic that i can come up with this game is alabama finishes this game tk with six total rushing yards on the day the floor is yours sir
0: yeah uh that was my most eye-opening thing of the game as well, man. Was just how LSU's front seven was able to get after them in the run game, and I, by get after them, I mean surge the surge. I'd like to see the the surge stat on that just to see what it was. But they were in the backfield multiple times when you hold a Alabama offense to six point or six uh, rushing yards the entire game. That's um that's very telling um something else that is telling is they they're putting a lot of a lot of pressure on Bryce Young to 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 make plays and he's doing it <laughs> yeah. dude he's doing it um, there, yeah. were time, there were several times I mean there there were several times LSU was playing off coverage and this guy was just taking what was given to him you want to you play off I'll throw this out you want to play off I'll throw this slant to Michi. So, I mean, there was, he's very cerebral. He's very smart. Um, but it, I think that if they're going to, you know, go further, they're going to have to be able to run the ball. And if you can't run the ball on LSU, you're going to struggle. You're going yeah, to struggle run the ball. Imagine on, if man. that was
1: Georgia's defensive front across the way from him.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that, that, that was probably my most telling thing of the game. But, but, um, good thing for bama is that they got a they got a kid kid like Bryce Young that can help them through the air and and on the ground he's not like crazy fast but somehow he just makes things work so he's uh he's he's fun to watch man and i and i i think that they they I think that they 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 got some work to do for sure. <laughs>
1: no, they do. That offensive line is struggling right now. LSU gave them some looks and absolutely got after Bryce Young. I mean, getting hit, son. He yeah. Bryce, Bryce Young took off running one time. That man, oh, he got they, smoked. They no, say well, he's. They well, say he's 195 now. They, they, he ain't 195. He may be 185 if he's a. You know, depending on if he ate a peanut butter and jelly that morning. I'm just telling you, the man is a, a slender quarterback. Right. Um, he can throw it now. He's got a howitzer attached to the right side of his body. I mean, he can he can sling that thing. But he is not a sturdily built quarterback, so he does, he needs to get down because that safety came and headhunted him, number five for LSU. He, man. Him. he got him uh, for sure. But now when it comes to Alabama, like I said, the offensive line can, continues to struggle R- time after time. Not only the run game was absolutely stifled. I mean, Brian Robinson Jr. averaged 1.4 yards per carry in this game. You that had doesn't a- happen. No, that doesn't happen at all. Brian Robinson Jr. has B. Rob's been holding it down for Alabama this year. He's been doing a good job, but you know, also, it like I said, time after time, Bryce Young was under pressure, and you talked about Bryce Young having to make all the plays. It seemed like for Alabama on offense, Will Anderson, they're putting just as much pressure on Will Anderson. If Will Anderson is not on that Alabama team on defense, they lose that game last night. Will Anderson was the reason they won that football game last night, in my opinion. The young man is absolutely dominating football games he can't be blocked right now
0: yeah I'd have to agree he's a he's a insane athlete insane player, but that was my my second thing um my second most eye opening thing was that they still still have have gaps and holes in that defense that that have not been addressed um i think i think will anderson and i and I think that their back end um played the best. But but dude, that they've got they've got some, they've got some problems. Um we, well, we, we, we said we said it a few shows ago. Bama can bleed. Son, they're 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 leaking
1: yeah yeah that that's that was rough right there they literally almost saw their season uh, go by the wayside but jordan battle uh and some other of those safeties i mean they do some good things throughout the game but there is lots of miscommunication you talk about on that fourth and one play where they were in the jet sweep action and you saw both those safeties go outside nobody in their run fits when you see t- uh, a alabama team not fitting in run gaps the way they're supposed to you know nick saban i mean when Nick Saban is a, as is as nice and as controlled as he was in the post game interview last night you know you don't want to be those Alabama kids on on Monday because if he's being that nice to the to the reporter, see when when things are going good Nick Saban has to find something to nitpick and be mean to the be mean to the the uh, on-field reporter about and and it'd be snarky and stuff but when he's being Mr. Smooth and nice and collected you know what he's trying to do he's trying to keep that 70-year-old blood pressure down you know so he didn't have to So get he could so, so he could
0: so he could fire off on these players
1: Absolutely cuz he knows yeah. he's about to have to crank it up and break that knob off to to crank it up to 11 and break the knob off when he goes in there in the locker room and uh man it's it's gonna be crazy next week for alabama's practice so um alabama does survive i do not know if they're the number two team in the country right now they Mm -hmm. they may be just because of bryce young and and how good he is but you got to hand it one thing before we move on Again, we gave uh, credit to Shane Beamer and them. I know we've made fun of Ed Orgeron a lot, but you got to say Ed Orgeron—he gets his guys to play. At certain times, he's able to motivate guys. And,
0: and you know, I was gonna say that's the that's the that's the disappointing thing about him not not being there, and obviously this thing going the way it's going is that these cats have played really really good for him. Uh,
1: there's been inconsistencies this year for sure. Yeah,
0: a hundred percent. There's been inconsistencies, but for the most part, bro, he. See like you said he's gotten these guys to play um and, and i think he said it uh they play they play i feel like they did they played better alabama. Um yeah
1: i, I think they did too uh and another thing the before we move on alabama couldn't put them away right that's it that's the a good team a good alabama team under nick saban the, the legendary teams they're able when they smell blood in the water they go for the kill, and it's over with. Like I thought I thought when they went on that 14-point run there at the end of the first half, I was like, well, this, this is about to get ugly. They come out in the second half, touchdown, and then literally from that point on the rest of the game, LSU stayed right in it or played better than them in the second half. So it was very, very interesting in terms of that matter. This one won't take long to, to touch on, TK, but Georgia <laughs> takes care of business. You talk about putting teams away. Uh, Missouri had, I think, three point lead. I think at five minutes in the first quarter, and that's all she wrote. Uh, Stetson Bennett comes down. There, Georgia's going to roll with Stetson Bennett. That is quite clear now. Jt Daniels did not play until it became well out of hand. It was a thirty point lead before Jt Daniels came in, and Jt Daniels did not look sharp when he came in. You could tell that he hadn't played in five six weeks. I mean, he, he was, you know, missed some throws, had had some throws batted down, things like that. But when you talk about Georgia and, you know, what they're able to do defensively right now, TK, I don't know if it matters who's at quarterback because that defense is so stifling.
0: Yeah. They, I mean, obviously that front seven's ridiculous. Their front four is insane. I mean, they're going to put you in a position, um, from a field position standpoint to, to be in good shape every time. Um, Dude, I watched. Uh, I, I watched my man Walker walk a walk a whole 300 pointer man back into the quarterback's lap. So when you when you got guys that play like that, it's it's phenomenal. But to your point, Stetson looked good all day long. People talk about him not being able to throw the deep ball. He put it up and gave his guys a chance to make a play. And to that point, guys were making plays. A.D. Mitchell, Jermaine, um, yeah, yeah, Brock, Brock yeah. Bowers. Uh, you, you know, T-
1: you know, TK. Now that uh, Georgia has a healthy Jermaine Burton and a healthy Arian Smith that you saw early and often in those games, that's scary for folks from that Georgia wide receiver core when they got a guy who's literally the fastest player that's ever played at the University of Georgia. Arian Smith, TK, on his career so far, when Arian Smith's been healthy, eight targets, five catches, three touchdowns in his career. Is that
0: that's, that uh, means that's, he, he that's Efficiency, my brother. That's a that's efficiency. <laughs> how but scary, yeah, I mean,
1: how scary is that for them to have a healthy uh, Jermaine Burton and Aaron Smith now and Kiaris Jackson all rounding into shape late in the year?
0: I mean, it's it's, it's super scary. You're getting um, speedsters back. You're getting um, you know some some guys that have played some. You know, you're getting you're getting a lot back, some experience. So I mean, it's it's huge when when you've got guys that can open up things on the outside now. Now you you thought Brock Bowers was doing damage before. Now think about having to worry about Jermaine and and my man Smith. Just Smith, just like, run
1: just run yeah. three verticals and let Brock drag across the field or something. I and, mean, and
0: then oh you worried about that? Well let me turn around and hand this thing to Zeus one time. So I mean there's a lot that 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 takes place. Oh and oh you worried about that? Well take off Dan Stetson. Yeah. So I mean there's a lot that we can do now. So I'm excited about it. Um and obviously, Coach Munkin, Coach Monken looks looks to be doing some special things.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And, uh, last thing I do want to touch on, obviously Adam Anderson and a little bit of a legal situation right here. Um, you know, Kirby smart said they're going to let that situation play out, but, Mm -hmm. uh, TK, you know, to that point, when you got a guy who's, uh, accused of something, you do have to let the the legal situation play out, but Georgia, uh, has the versatility, you know, they started Robert bill, who's a senior who's played a lot for Georgia over the years. He's going to be, be, Playing play there, but you talked about Trayvon Walker, how big of a luxury is it to get take a guy who's two eighty five and runs down on kickoff team that's been playing defensive tackle and now you can slide him out and play him at the jet linebacker or at the he's that athletic you can play him at outside linebacker uh, him and Nolan Smith out there I
0: mean personally for him, hell dude, you're free. you could play inside, you could play outside you're special you're going. You're going to the league, sir. Oh, he's going
1: after the league. It's done. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're going. Um, but man, when you have a guy like that on on defense that can play inside and outside, it allows you to be fresh. It allows you to rotate more guys. Um, so so it, it keeps it keeps horses in the stable, bro. And when you've got horses in the stable, you can walk somebody back into the to the quarterback's lap because he's been out there a few plays. And you coming in fresh. So it's it's uh there's a lot that we can do, man. I'm telling you, watching this Georgia defense, uh, it's fun, bro. If you get an opportunity, any of y'all get an opportunity, just cut the tape on.
1: And speaking of staying fresh, that Georgia defense, it will be important. They that they, they got to rest a lot in the second half of this game, played a lot of young guys, and they're gonna need mm-hmm. that rest because this next team that we're talking about, Tennessee uh versus Kentucky we're going to react to that game Tennessee 45 Kentucky 42 an absolute sh- uh shootout Kentucky i think set the school record for most plays in a game they ran 98 plays uh in this game TK that is, i mean just tell people for reference i mean you're talking about normal in a game maybe 60 something plays yeah that's a that's,
0: that's a 60 60 70 is a lot um 70 is a lot so yeah, ninety-eight, boy. That's 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 ninety-eight.
1: That's getting, places, that's getting it in is ridiculous. But you talk about this Tennessee team, and we've talked about Hendon Hooker and how mm-hmm. special we think Hendon Hooker can be for Tennessee, and is proving to be fifteen of twenty, three sixteen, four tutties, no interceptions, and absolutely doing his thing. And got they they continue to go down the field out wide to these guys, Javante Payton. He had two catches, 78 yards, a touchdown, 39 yards of reception. Cedric Tillman, six, six catches, 79 yards, 13.2 yards, of, uh, a catch, a touchdown. And Bayless Jones, five catches, 100 yards, 20 yards of reception, a touchdown. So they have weapons on the outside, and I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Can Hendon Hooker have time against this Georgia defense upcoming to uh, find those weapons down the field?
0: Yeah, I mean that's that'll be the, the the tail of the game if we can get to Hendon Hooker and allow him and you know disrupt him that'll be huge. Um, but you know to that point, Josh Heupel has. Look done, at our
1: man Wesley Perkins down here. Says he says no matter how bad Tennessee is, they always <laughs> seem to find a way to beat Kentucky. Hey, there's yeah. some of, there's some of those teams that just seem to have each other's
0: number, you know. Yeah, that's just how that goes, man. But 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 like I was saying, Josh Heupel. And Tennessee have have been rolling, and we've been talking about them being very special, bro. Um, Tennessee's definitely Tennessee fans have something to be happy about. In Josh Heupel, they have something to be happy about. In Hendon Hooker, he just kept making play after play after play. Um, the thing that was eye opening in this Kentucky game, though, was that I'm sure Mark Stoop is just is just livid about, bro. Often, several times, Hendon Hooker had you know receivers just running. Butt naked, like wide open. So busted, I, just busted coverage. Yeah. So, so I mean, we talk about we talk about Kentucky's um defense all the time, being so so good, so sound, having a lot of having a lot of um experience with with the older guys, seniors, um redshirt seniors. Bro, I mean, butt naked. It was crazy. I was like, dang, I yeah. That's high school open. Well, and
1: here's the thing too. This tells you what the story of this game was, TK. The turnover battle was even. Kentucky had the ball for 46 minutes out of this game, 46 minutes and eight seconds of possession. Tennessee had it for 13 minutes and 20, 52 seconds. TK, they had – all they had was just explosive plays. They didn't have great – they were three of eight on third down. They didn't a, keep the ball. It's a right fun end.
0: day, though, Blaine. You just – bombing on them that's a fun day <laughs> so that's there, there, a fun day what
1: what was that play call? a madden De bomb is that was it da D-D-Bomb? da the bomb da bomb you just go out there or if you call four verts hey everybody go deep i'm gonna find somebody no the i mean that's what josh Eiffel and his crew brings but i think that is a reason that you see and we'll get into a breakdown of this on our uh episode later in the week of the Tennessee Georgia game. That's the reason I think you're seeing Georgia open up as a 20 and a half point favorite on the road against Tennessee is because I think Tennessee has become as exciting as they are, which Tennessee football is exciting again to watch uh, as exciting as they are. They're very dependent on explosive plays. I mean, and you're not going to get those, uh, you know, those don't come all the time. You have to manufacture those explosive plays, right, or you have to hope there's some busts like Kentucky has, and those aren't always the most reliable thing to – so really, Kentucky, the way they played, if you told me that Kentucky was going to have 612 yards of offense in this game, TK – Yeah, I
0: would have said, said they won.
1: Yeah, and and be 12 of 17 on third down. I, I'm like, Kentucky just, just ran through them like, you know – like, nothing, but abs- but that is not the case. Tennessee goes on the road and gets Josh Heupel a signature win there uh, over a good Kentucky team, 45-42. And, my, how things have changed for Kentucky here in a couple weeks. They go from, you know, thinking about a, a possible 11-1 season, uh, maybe a New Year's 6 bowl game, and now – mississippi state and tennessee have knocked them off uh back to you know it's basketball season tk the mindset changes up there uh, yeah see look bit.
0: i was being too nice to them that was my bold prediction i said i was gonna get a little new year's day bowl But and they yeah you're right man it's 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 hooping time
1: yeah they, it's time for basketball up there in the bluegrass state so that is our reaction to tennessee 45 42 over kentucky now tk I, the other game, uh, but we're going to save Texas A&M and Auburn for last. Arkansas, Mississippi State. TK, I had I thought Mississippi State would continue to roll, and you know, coming off the the playoff committee giving them some respect, and and them you know having beat Texas A&M earlier this year, and just doing some really good things under beating <clears throat> a, K- a good Kentucky team. I thought that they would continue that momentum a little bit. But old Sam Pittman, uh, Sam Pittman had the, had the boys from Arkansas uh, ratcheted up for this one. They end up with 202 rushing yards, beat Mississippi State by three points, 31-28. Uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts, TK, on uh, Arkansas now bowl eligible under Sam Pittman after, in year two after Chad Morris basically ran that program into the dang ground?
0: <laughs> yes sir. our guy uh congrats to him for being bowl eligible uh coach Pittman in the Arkansas Razorbacks that's that's super dope um for them but <clears throat> dude this is I, I think that this is a team that's we talked about identity earlier this is a team that's taking on the identity of their coach he's he's somebody that's hard nosed, knockout drag out type of guy when they get into games like this this is kind of the outcome that I expect um I expect them to 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 slug it out and, and finish it the hard way, and and that's kind of how this one was. Obviously, um, my man, my man on the other side at the QB, Will Rock, Will he was, Rogers,
1: had a big t- day.
0: Boy, talk <laughs> about uh, rocket launcher on the arm. He was out there spinning it. Thirty
1: six of forty eight, four seventeen, four touchdowns, but he did have that one interception. You know, ultimately, big, TK, yeah. when you're in a three point game like this. Uh, Arkansas did win the turnover battle, so they got one more, you know, they got an extra possession out of this game. And when you get an extra possession in the game and, you know, the time of possession was nearly even on that thing, both everybody was about the same on third down efficiency. So, you know, really a tight game all the way around. And, And, TK, I think that these are two teams that if you project forward, these are two teams that are going in the right direction.
0: 100%. 100%. We talked about Mississippi State. Um, a little, I think, on our last show, and Zach Arnett and what he's doing. Um That defense is playing so well. We don't know if he'll be there next year. Um, they they've kind of turned things around so much that 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 you know Zach Arnett is looking like a candidate for for some for a coaching job. But man, I feel like Mississippi State. Hey, they Mike, can
1: play defense. You think uh, Florida might go after Zach Arnett?
0: Ooh, see, look, see, look, he <laughs> he. He, he, playing for he he's zach for arnett's
1: agent if he gets that job we need to get a we need to get a cut we need to get a fine i need screen. that i
0: need that percentage that i needed one or two points on that my, my friend
1: hey i'll take a half of <laughs> that thing that thing's every you don't get an sec head coaching job now without getting five mil a year at least so i'll take it i'll take half a one point. or two
0: points my friend
1: <laughs> one or two tk's like nah i want i want the, i want that big money so, uh, no, no, I I agree with you. I think that Mississippi State has a lot to uh, like about what, where this team is headed, even in spite of this loss. And, TK, there is a crazy scenario out there. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen. But, technically, somebody put a graphic out that – the SEC West could finish, like, in a six-way tie with everybody ended up uh, five and three on the year in the division. Alabama would have to lose to Arkansas and Auburn, which could happen. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not putting it past Alabama. I'm it's not either. I'm right not now. either now. I'm
0: not you either. Know,
1: so, we'll, we'll see. I doubt that. That's, that's highly unlikely. But a three-way tie uh, could be there in certain scenarios still. And here's the thing. Texas A&M is playing good ball, and we're going to switch over to that game now. Texas A&M was at Calzada. Everybody kind of put them, left them for dead. Us included thought, you know, once Mississippi State beat them, and it was over with. But now, TK, they have uh, they have planted their flag. They, they've they won the Alabama State Championship this year. Uh, Texas A&M <laughs> has beaten the Crimson Tide and the Auburn Tigers after yesterday's 20-3 victory over Auburn. And, TK, that's impressive because – Bo Nix has been playing some of the best football of his career leading into this game, and I you, predicted that that would continue for him. You jinxed I mean, him, bro. I thought it was going to keep going for him. I really did, uh, but you know he was under fifty percent completion with twenty of forty-one for one fifty-three and an interception yesterday. They didn't run the football effectively, and I think we saw a little bit, little glimpse, TK, with this defense for Texas A&M of why everybody had them. Ranked as a top ten team coming into the year, and lo and behold, here at the end of the year, they're going to be back in the top ten.
0: Yeah, they uh they had my they had my dude Lamar Lamar Jackson Jr. Jr. Bo Nix running around like crazy. Uh, so hats off to to that to that defense. I think that their ends are really impressive. Um, the way they get after it is is, is super impressive. They again they had Bo Nix running around like crazy. Couldn't couldn't do everything that he wanted to do. Couldn't improvise like he wanted to, and and it showed. And obviously, with them struggling to run the ball, he was having to do more. i got, was put on his shoulders, and you know, uh, couldn't get it done. But to your point, he was he was having a, a hell of a year, um, you know, after being benched. But but man, it it was a struggle for him the other night. Man, rolling out, losing the ball. I, I think I tweeted he had little Burger King hands. Uh, so <laughs> I
1: saw so, that you said he must have a little Burger King hand. Yeah, man,
0: because I'm rooting for him. But then, yeah, yeah, they need to go fumble the ball. But, but no, man, I I think I think he he he's played well up until this point after being benched, man. And and this it was a tough outing for him and and you know the Auburn Tigers. And everybody knows
1: about, of course, Demarvin Leal, who's supposed to, uh, projected to be a top ten pick in the NFL draft. But it was it was Tyree Johnson who was getting things done with two sacks on the day. Jalen Jones had an interception, so that that Texas a defense stepped up. And then when you talk about the distribution of the ball you know once Texas a and is able to get that run game going a little bit TK Isaiah Spiller Devon A-Chain and then you're able to incorporate Caleb Chapman and Jalen Watermeyer down the field kind of as they did I think that's impressive for Texas A&M and quite honestly if there were a if Alabama does slip up I think right now matchup wise Texas A&M is a better matchup for Georgia than Alabama is because I think Texas A&M is playing. They're they're running the ball better than Alabama is for sure, and their their defensive front is I think better collectively than Alabama's. Of course, of course, Will Anderson is a is a freak for Alabama, but I think to get the they have more players on that Texas A&M defense side of the ball that are playing at a higher level than Alabama does right now. And you know, I think it'll be it'll be it would be a, a good game if that were to happen. But you know, TK, we'll call it. Well, that's kind of all of the the reactions there. But with this Alabama game, Alabama uh, team, and and the game that they've just had and come off of, do you feel? I think we've all felt like Nick Saban says, okay, he's gonna he's gonna you know flip the switch and they're gonna become the Alabama old here before too long. How do you think Alabama finishes out these last couple of games here?
0: Man, it, it it could it could be rough for them. Uh, obviously the Iron Bowl uh, at Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas again. Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman's got to do. You think you think they're gonna be able? I feel like they're. I feel like Arkansas's defense is better than, than LSU's defense.
1: Yeah, it probably – I mean, Arkansas has played more consistently on defense. They gave up the, the 50, 52 points or whatever to Ole Miss, but Ole Miss tends to do that to, to everybody, man, a little bit, uh, even though they, they struggled a little bit with Liberty yesterday, 27-14, and we won't get into that one uh, as much. But when you talk about Alabama here to finish, they get to get right next week against uh, New Mexico State, but then they close <laughs> the year out with uh, Arkansas and Auburn. Uh, so you know, still some tough games left to go. If they slip up on just one of them, TK and Texas A&M is able to run the table, it would be Georgia and Texas A&M in the SEC championship instead of Georgia and Alabama.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, and I like what you said too. Texas A&M is playing good football. I think that their their young OL is growing up. But if it is that that young that young OL is in store for 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 some scary.
1: No doubt, and and to be fair, Texas AM has uh, some tough games down the line as well. Nothing easy. They got to go to Ole Miss, so we'll see how good that defense is against that uh, the Lane train over there in in Oxford, and then of course LSU. Um, they got to go to Baton Rouge, and what will be Ed Orgeron's probably last game. They're, they they may not even make it to a bowl, depending on how they do going forward. So you know, when you talk about LSU. Uh, here there, there'll be a lot of emotion in that game they'll be wanting to play for Edo you know the last last game and all that kind of stuff so the SEC West could not be more intriguing uh, absolutely uh, you know absolutely. <laughs> crazy how it's going to finish out guys if you have any questions for us go ahead and drop them in the comments we'll be glad to ask, uh, answer them right here here's what Kenneth Sawyer says he says exactly Arkansas is very physical Bama's got to get out of the remaining of the season with no injuries and obviously he's an Alabama fan he says roll tide guys I, I, I agree you're not going to find a, uh, any back down in a Sam Pittman coach team they're going mm-hmm. to come out they're going to want to play uh they're already bowl eligible. You know they're gonna want to fight to to get even in a better and better bowl game, TK, as things go on. And and when you got a guy like KJ Jefferson and Traylon Burks, I mean, Traylon Burks, I like Traylon Burks against any one of those safeties that Alabama has.
0: Yeah, he he I mean, we talked about him before. He's won my uptop pork top award before he's a special player. He goes up against the ball, runs the intermediate routes, but you heard you said you heard me just say it up. Top pork top throw it up and he's gonna go get
1: it. SEC football here says Aggies rooting for Arkansas and Auburn the next few weeks. There's no doubt there's going to be some uh, unholy alliances made here these last couple of weeks. So PK.
0: y'all want the smoke is what you saying? <laughs> they, they,
1: they, <laughs> they want it. They want the smoke, no doubt. Uh, SEC football also said A and M should be number six in the polls. Hey, I I you know they're they're a good football team. Uh, it, it's it's gonna be hard to wherever they get get ranked for sure but guys that is going to be um unless people drop in some questions here late we'll be happy to answer them but just wanted to let you guys know that we are live here on sunday nights we also have a show that comes out later in the week um and we record it on uh, wednesday morning we release it for you either wednesday or thursday depending on when we can uh, get that thing uh, edited up and put out for you so we'll be doing and we may release it in a couple parts we always pick a couple games a week to do a preview on I know we'll be doing uh, Tennessee and Georgia this upcoming week Um, I'll look right here and see who else who else we've got coming up for this week but uh, TK just uh, real briefly nothing in depth because we're going to go into it but just kind of talk to everybody what you expect out of that that Tennessee Georgia game and uh, we're you know tennessee maybe could give georgia some some if they if they were to give them a challenge what would it how would that look
0: well i mean just watching the the way that they played you know kentucky and everybody else they play up 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 tempo they play up upbeat and i don't think that we've played a team that does that yet so if we do get in in a situation to where our our defense is out there for a long period of time it's going to be interesting to see how we react to that um, you know, if we're stuck in wind, or if we're you know locked in and and still still ready to roll, but man, uh, I I don't think that's the question. I think we're we're, we're the question. <laughs> you know, yeah, what I'm saying? Georgia so, Georgia
1: Kirby Smart is talking about how Georgia says now they're 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 more worrying about uh, playing to their standard, right, and, and competing right. against themselves each week. So we will see how that how that goes down. Also, TK. The other so we're going to preview Georgia and Georgia and Tennessee later this week. We will also preview in depth Texas A&M after they've just come off the victory over Auburn, going to Old Miss and playing, uh, playing um, Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral in Oxford. You know, Matt Corral. He's still you know firmly in that Heisman consideration uh, that he could you know against a Texas A&M defense. Uh, Tk, he could have himself a a Heisman type performance against that Texas A&M team.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he's been playing like that all year long. Um, to, I, I don't expect him not not to play like that. He got he's got guys back um, from injuries and things like that. So, I think I think he's should have a good outing.
1: And as we mentioned Texas A&M has everything to play for because as I saw somebody put out, you know, TK, if Texas A&M, let's just say we're Alabama loses a game, Texas A&M runs the table and if Texas A&M were to upset uh Georgia in the in the play, in the conference championship, TK, tell me they're going to leave Texas A&M out of the college football playoff after they just did that. They would definitely be in that for that that top 4.
0: No, I mean if it, if the college football playoff is what it says it's about then they would have to be in because they're doing this they're they're progressively getting better and that's and that's what they say it's about so
1: no doubt yeah. so there is lots of interesting stuff like I said guys we are the second and none podcast please search us on uh, Apple podcast Google podcast Spotify anywhere you do my name TK's name anywhere uh, you see it you can um, anywhere you listen to podcast you would be able to find us there also if you would do us a favor all the people there's lots of people in here right now guys that i'm that i'm seeing on the screen here if you could do us a favor hit that like button if you like the content turn on notifications subscribe all that kind of stuff and uh, come back for it on our Wednesday show uh, in our previews. We're going to start putting at the end of it a little giveaway uh, opportunity with TK's company, Rowdy Wellness. We'll tell you all about that on Wednesday uh, or or later in the week when we release those preview shows. And we are uh, about to sign off, but Wesley Perkins gets a question in here right under the gun. We'll answer that. Is there a scenario out there where the SEC West could – uh, it could come down to the winner of the Iron Bowl; those games become even more epic. Yes, uh, it could, but what would have to happen uh, with a, with three losses? Alabama, I think, would have to lose to Arkansas, and then Texas a m would have to lose. Uh, would have to lose a couple games. So, I mean, it would get real muddy to see how that goes down. But regardless, Wesley, the Iron Bowl is going to have an impact on yeah. the SEC west so that that adds more state to that game and just with it being at jordan air i don't care if alabama or if auburn just lost to i don't care if they who they just lost to all uh, right that game is always you can throw the records out the window and with it being at jordan air there's always some magic there but guys as i said uh we are the second in podcast i'm blaine gilmer for tavaris king the show is brought to you by bet online and like i said subscribe turn on notifications Do all that good stuff for us, and we will catch you later in the week for more SEC coverage on the second to none podcast here, guys. (laughs)
0: Life is a highway.